Every podcast needs a theme song. And here's mine. Hi, folks. Welcome to a tiny version of this week's podcast. I'm all by my lonesome today. But I didn't want to leave you hanging, so I thought I'd share a little bit of restoration knowledge with you. But first, yep, there's always time for Kellustration.com. We're one of the largest providers of comic art restoration on this or any other known planet, and we've decided to take it upon ourselves to start the formidable task of properly restoring a century worth of neglected material. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about our master series of high-quality art restorations. Head over to Calistration.com and take a look at our Little Nemo and Slumberland prints. Lovingly, painstakingly restored from original art, you get four prints, each measuring 18 by 24 inches. Go out and get yourself a nice 18 by 24 inch portfolio and display them neatly and proudly. Your friends will admire you and we'll love you. We'll be announcing our new set soon, so keep an eye or an ear out for that announcement, both here on the Restoring History podcast as well as Calistration.com. That's K-E-L-L-U-S-T-R-A-T-I-O-N.com, Calistration.com. <laughs> Did I repeat that enough? Calistration.com. Uh, they say that's a secret of marketing. Repetition, so Calistration.com. So, anyway, I had a request to talk about golden age of art restoration. Um, well, not the golden age of, gar- of uh, art restoration, but golden age art restoration. So I'll give you guys a small insight into what we do and how we do it. Well, way back when, in 1990, I think, Marvel released a hardcover book called The First Ever Marvel Comics. It was a reprint of Marvel Comics number 1, which was originally printed in 1939, I want to say. Um, I bought this book when it was released, the, the reprint, not the... <laughs> not the 39, 1939 version. And I, I remember loving it. It was the first time I ever got to read the first appearance of the original Human Torch, uh, Kazar and the Submariner. Kazar or is it Kazar? I'm, I'm saying Kazar. It also included early versions of characters called the Vision and the Angel, uh, both of whom, as you know, they're reborn in name only about 25 years later. Unbeknownst to me at the time, this reprint was god-awful. The quality of the line restoration was poor at best. Not only were small details obliterated, large details were obliterated. Of course, never having seen the original, I had nothing to compare it to. Also, this was actually not too uncommon at the time. This was pre-Photoshop. So when there was no film or original art available, which was almost always the case for this Golden Age material, restorations were done by hand, using a few very limited processes. The, is, the easiest was simply making a photocopy of the comic book. Each page would be copied, and the copier settings would be adjusted to try to burn out as much color as possible. The photocopier would copy the color page as black and white, but any darker colors would appear as black or dark gray. So they would make the copy lighter to reduce the gray, but that would obliterate details. After they accomplished the best quality possible, they would use whiteout to remove some of some more unwanted remnants of gray, and if they were daring, they would redraw some of the lines. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, another method created by Greg Theakston, who was a, pro- a pioneer in comic art restoration, was to take a copy of the comic and submerge the pages in chemicals that would fade the colors, but leave the black ink intact. Um, uh, black inks were usually a different composition than the colored inks. The colored inks, uh, cyan, magenta, and yellow, are transparent, so they blend when printed over each other. But the black is more opaque and usually made from different material. So anyway, the color fades, 
leaving the black lines, and that would be photocopied, given a much cleaner version of the art to work from. The restored art would then be sent to the color to be colored, and then there was usually an ap- uh, oh well yeah back then there was no effort to emulate the original colors. The colors would basically recolor the book in their own style. Uh, occasionally, very occasionally, in fact, rarely, an artist would be hired to redraw these old comics. Most people wouldn't notice uh, because they weren't scrutinizing the original compared to the art pr- to the reprints. <laughs> So these redrawings would mostly go unnoticed and as in completely new pieces of art that vary greatly from the original. And you fast forward to the 21st century, we have computers, Photoshop, and unprecedented access to a world, worldwide community of comic art collectors. So, of course, we exhaust all paths of obtaining the high-quality scans of original art, if it exists, and the rest is up to the restoration artists like myself. Uh, let me go off on a tangent for a minute. I may have talked about this before, but screw it. I'll say it again. I'm inundated with people who say, I can do what you do. And for the longest time, I thought they were right until I started, started a business doing art restoration and had to hire people to help me. Without exaggeration, well over 75% of all people who come to me looking for work are unable to accomplish the basic level of quality we require And at least half of those who can do the work can't do it fast enough to earn a living. I always say, this isn't hard work, it's a lot of work. Coal mining is hard work. Comic restoration is just a lot of work. And most people can handle it. Sadly, we see a lot of people trying, and all it's doing is flooding the market with art restorations that, that I feel are insulting to the artists. And I completely understand that in many, if not most cases, the problem is created by a lack of funds or time to do the job correctly. I've had my fair share of projects in the beginning that make me cringe when I see how poorly they came out. Not only because we didn't have the time or money to do it correctly, but we didn't have the know-how. We didn't have the experience. But now we do. And it pains me to see such garbage being thrown out there. Uh, The scan and print editions where a publisher simply scans pages from a comic book, does a little color adjustment in Photoshop, and then sells the results to an eager audience who has no other option but to buy and read this garbage. The worst part is that many, if not people, don't seem to care. They have no respect for the art. As long as they have the material, even if it's in obliterated form, they're happy. The big problem this causes is that... a large portion of readers won't purchase a properly restored version after they've already shelled out the money for the poor quality version. So there's little incentive to restore this work properly. The world isn't full of enough Corey Settlemeyers and Mike Kellehers who care to do this right. So what am I driving at? Just please start caring. Even if you buy a copy of the book and enjoy the stories and are happy to have a copy of the material, Please take the time to say, this is great, but I want better. These artists deserve better. Stop accepting the poor restorations as the norm and start demanding better. I know I'm fighting against 100 years of art perception here. People think that this art is supposed to be thick and clunky and that the colors aren't supposed to fall between the lines, but that's wrong. This art is brilliant and important and it deserves to be restored as such. Uh, just please stop being happy with good enough. We're capable of so much more now. Um, you know, and anyway, <laughs> let me step off my soapbox and get back to whatever it was I was talking about. Um, 
Oh, yeah. So uh, today we still have limited options for art restoration, but that's because we don't need more options. The methods we have available give us the ability to create almost flawless restorations. I say almost flawless because people these days don't seem to be able to handle the concept of hyperbole. But anyway, the restorations we can create at Colostration are as close to perfect as you can get. I maintain that we're the best in the world at what we do. Of course, as I alluded to earlier, we don't always get the opportunity to create flawless restorations, but I can assure you that whatever we touch is the best quality available for the budget and time allotted. Cover price for most of these volumes would easily be five times as much if we could do a full Marvel Masterworks or Master Series restoration on every page we work on. You can easily be looking at a full day or more of work to do an entire page at full level quality. But we've created methods to do the work quickly and cheaply while ensuring, at the very least, a slight improvement over the original printed material. And that's, that's always our minimum goal, to give the reader something better than if they were looking at a simply scanned and printed comic reprint. We always start with the line restoration. You pretty much have to, because you need the line art before you can start the color restoration. In some cases, we're able to bleach away the colors from printed comics and start from there. Uh, after the colors bleached out, we begin the process of removing unwanted spots, lines, remnants of colors, etc. Then we go about scrutinizing the line work and try to figure out what is actual art and what is ink that printed too heavy or smudged. As I've explained before, if you know what you're looking for, the information is there. You just need to know how to recognize it. If we don't have a copy of the book to bleach, usually because it was too expensive to destroy a copy of the book, we have to scan the pages into Photoshop, remove as much color as we can digitally, which is much harder than it sounds, because we have, to we have yet to find a method that consistently removes all the color without affecting the line art, and then start the work of cleaning the image as we would do in the bleach version. And believe me, the bleach version is much easier to work from. If the printing in the comic book is especially horrendous, we may be forced to trace the artwork, pixel by mother effing pixel, making sure to stay true to the original artist's work. This is a nightmare. The amount of time involved makes this method expensive, impractical, and aggravating. I had to use that method on a number of Silver Age covers over the years. The results are amazing, and I've said it before, in rare instance where I did a pixel-by-pixel pixel restoration, and then we got a copy of the original art, the results are almost perfect. And sometimes we're faced with needing to restore artwork that contained halftones or screens or zipatones. Uh, those are when you see artwork that has patterns of black dots or lines or other mechanical patterns embedded in the art. Oftentimes we need to go in and remove all remnants of the dots, then using Photoshop, create an exact duplicate of the dot pattern and reinsert them into the image. Otherwise, the dot patterns look uneven, uh, too dark in some areas, faded out in others. You get the picture. On this Golden Age material, we rarely find original art, so it's almost always a full restoration of some kind. But on those rare occasions, the original art can hold secrets that help us find, figure, figure out the rest of the book. For example, with the arrest, restoration of Marvel Comics Omnibus back in 2009, if you look in the back, there's a scan of original art in the extra section. A page like that shows us the type of patterns used for shading. In this case, it, it, was, a piece of, uh, it was a piece of artboard that when you paint a chemical over the paper, it reveals a series of fine lines, creating a gray effect. 
the art restoration team, oh, I should note, uh, I only restored the line art for the covers of that volume. I was just an advisor on the rest of the art and was only called in when there was there were really difficult problems to solve. It took a team of art restorers to take care of all the art, but uh, yeah, uh, Master Wesley Wong did all the colors, if I remember correctly, and I'm pretty sure he's still recovering from that project. Um, uh, sorry, I went off another tangent there. Uh, that's why I need other people in the studio with me to keep me on track. Anyway, um, okay, so the original art paper was painted with a special chemical that revealed a hidden pattern on the paper, uh, creating a gray effect. The restoration artist was able to create a template using the original art, an exact template emulating the line thickness and angle, and then apply it where necessary to match the original line art. We can do that for almost any pattern or texture as long as we have a clean sample to work from. Uh, some patterns are so intricate that it's literally impossible to replicate it. That's why I started collecting antique patterns and bende dots. They've come in handy more than once. But uh, that's, that's about all I have for you today. If you have any other questions, uh, feel free to shoot us an email at info at or follow us on Twitter at Calistration. We're on Instagram at Calistration underscore digital. Or look for us on Facebook. And, of course, don't forget to visit Calistration.com. And please purchase a set of Little Nemo Master Series prints. Free shipping within the USA if you order now. Uh, hopefully we'll have a full episode for you next week. We'll get some more people in here. But for this week, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.